0: Spike podcast, different night, a couple of days later than expected, but we are here. Fort, it It is time to talk some Jets football for real now.
1: This is the podcast that I've been waiting for. This is the one where I feel like now we're officially back. We're more of actual games type of guys, and now the games count, so I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. There's a lot of things to be if not excited and at least curious about. So this is a fun week going into the season opener for me. What about you? What's on your mind going into week one?
0: Well, I'm hoping that we finally have the coach we've been talking about. There was an article, I think it was the post, which, you know, it's the post, but, There was an article uh, that was going around the other day about the relationship that that Wilson and Sala have so far. And like Wilson went into his office at 7 p.m. one night, just asked him a question about the defense. It wasn't even about offense. It was like, you know, can you explain the difference between the cover two and the cover three or whatever it was? And they talked for like four hours before they were (laughs) like, all right, listen, let's just go home. That's exciting to me that not only does he have a relationship with the coach, but the coach is the player's coach. And he, you know, Wilson's interested in learning the defenses. everything I hear about this kid is that he's the hardest working person there. He's, he's studying film all day. Most kids his age want to play video games, but he's watching film. I mean that I can't help, but be a little excited. Unfortunately, if this was, you know, 20 year old me, I'd be freaking in a frenzy, but you know, I'm not going to say my age, but over 50 me is <laughs> talking is, is taking it with a grain of salt and is not super excited, but at least cautiously optimistic
1: that's that's the same approach i have this season we say what you will results speak for themselves but i think both of us were excited for the coaching hire both of us were really excited with the vision and i don't want to rehash what we spoke about in the last couple of podcasts but i think douglas's vision and his roadmap has been laid out very clear to any any fan with any understanding of football uh it's unfolding he's sticking to it we have a young quarterback that both you and me believe has a high ceiling and I think, frankly, as we said many times, we are not willing to settle for anything less. I'm not looking for serviceable. I'm not looking for. Uh, I'm not looking for anything short of great at this point. I mean, this is what it's all about. When you have a high draft pick, you want a franchise quarterback and uh, one of the franchise's all-time greats. So, let's yeah, we see we've lived the through kid. the whole.
0: Yeah, we've lived through the whole ten and six. You know, hope we can maybe sneak a division in every few years and fight for a wild card, never get a home playoff game. We've lived through all of that. We've lived through, let's just be pretty good. I'm tired of that. I want to be what some of these other teams are. We said this a million times. No need to rehash it, but I I could not agree with that more. I don't want anything less than that. Now, you want to be a, we can't be 10 and 6 anymore. You want to be an 11 6 or 10 and 7 team on the way up and be, you know, one of those one of those teams that's two years into this, three years into this and and has to lose a couple of tough playoff games to get to where they wanna be. I'm all for that. But I don't wanna I don't want our ceiling to be that.
1: Not even by a long shot no 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 no. you compete to win a super bowl and god damn it we're due god damn we're due so yeah if if you're not building this thing to be a super bowl winner even if it's just one i'm not talking about a dynasty but give us one run give us one super bowl win i'm all for it i'm not settling for exactly just nibbling at the heels of whether it's the bills the patriots sneak into a wild card like you said every so often you win a division But if the height of this regime is going to be one playoff win or one and done, no, that's not what this rebuild is supposed to be about, at least not in my eyes.
0: So I take back what I said. It was actually ESPN, but it's Rich Samini. All right, I'm not excited. I was going to say it's ESPN and not the post, but um, whatever the case is, one quote that Salah made this week, and I don't know if it was an older quote that was rehashed, um, and I don't remember the exact quote, but the basis of it, was the jets are not gonna go out there and they may not be the most talented team and they may not be this, it may not be that, but they are gonna but they are gonna win games by working hard and being prepared. and I, I have to find the exact quote, but that is what I'm talking about me. I'm banging the table. That is what I'm talking about here. Let's get out there, be prepared and beat some better teams because we were better prepared and we had, you know we worked harder than everybody else. I'm sick of the the the, the dregs that the Jets have been for so long and not not doing what they're supposed to do
1: and this kind of brings me into what I'm really going to be focusing on and paying attention on week one. Look, I've been a Jet fan long enough. I expect a couple of things to happen on week one. Number one, we have a rookie quarterback. Number two, we have a very questionable secondary. There, there is question marks in our roster, not because, not because of a lack of talent, although that might be it, simply inexperience. And when that happens and you're going into week one, of a regular season, having lost one preseason game to get your reps to get practice, I expect something will go wrong. Whether the Jets will give up a big pass play, whether we end up uh, two possessions in, we'll be down by two scores, something like ten nothing. I want to see a composed team. I want to see a coach who looks to be in control and composed. I don't want to see the deer in the headlights look of all of a sudden we go down ten nothing and it's like. The whole summer, the whole preparation, the whole good vibes go out the window. I right. expect things to, uh, I expect the Jets to shit the bed in certain aspects. That comes with a young and experienced team. I wanna see composure. I wanna see them sticking to the game plan. I wanna see proper adjustments. So I'm looking at more of the little things. Give me some some positivity because I do expect some negative things, if not a bunch of negative things, to happen in the rookie quarterback's first career start.
0: Yep. And I, you know, I I know this we've said before, I I honestly don't care about the wins and losses, especially early in the season. Okay. Some people are going to be so stuck on, you know, if the Jets lose, if, they get killed or they lose a close game. They're going to be stuck on that. I am not. I am going to be. I am going to be focusing on how this guy handles players, how the, how the team responds to a punch in the face, how they, you know, if they're prepared, if they, if they actually manage the clock correctly. And you know, I've heard a bunch of stuff about him not trying to focus on either side of the ball, but being being there for the players, motivating the players, making them work harder and play harder. And that's, I mean, that's that's all you can ask for. Any, you know, most successful coaches have have done exactly that. They've motivated the players, whether it was through fear like like a Bill Parcells or, you know, Dan Reeves, those guys who who, had, who were real big disciplinarians or some of these other guys who were just there for the players. The, the best coaches are the ones who manage the entire team, had the team prepared, ready, and motivated. And if that's what he's going to do, then, then fuck yeah, man, sign me up.
1: I think that's just the reality of today's NFL, if not today's sports altogether. The coach has to know X's and O's. You can't... Uh... You can't fool the players and be a complete moron in those areas. But outside of that, you have to be a psychiatrist, a best friend, a parent. Um, You have to deal with personalities. And um, I think the games really changed. You see that in the NBA. I think you see it in all of sports. I think it's just culturally a coach like a Bill Parcells cannot succeed guys are simply too well paid too famous they're not going to be berated by a coach there has to be or if they are going to be berat, berated by a coach there has to be a very very strong foundation a very strong relationship where the player knows that that coach has his back and is trying to put him in the best position to win uh if you're just going to go out there and just berate him for the sake of establishing your your authority your machismo as a coach i think you're going to lose the locker room real quick I, I don't think that's uh, our new coach. I think he's a guy who has shown he can relate in the best possible way to the players. Now it's just the X's and O's and the actual football and putting us in a position to succeed.
0: I agree. I, I completely agree. There's that... It, it, it's probably a fine line between being the guy who's going to be in their faces and be a player's coach. But, you know, but this guy seems like he has a good balance. And again, we haven't even seen a real game yet. It's just, it's just all hearsay, but he seems to have a really good balance of being a friendly guy who can, who can be there for them, but at the same time, have them fear for their jobs and, and, and w- not only just fear for the job, but, but want to run through a wall for him and, and, and work much harder to make sure he's happy. And not because they're afraid of him, but because they want to please him, and that's you know, and that's something a lot of teams don't have. But I mean, we've never had that with the Jets. I mean, Parcells, Parcells is a different animal, but he wasn't necessarily like that. I, you know, I I really like what I've seen so far, and you know, hopefully this Sunday we'll start to see a little bit of, of what it's like and what it translates. I don't think Carolina is that huge a test. This is not like they're playing the freaking Bucks with Tom Brady. You know, the, the Jets can win this game, and and Carolina is a pretty good team, but they are not something that I think we have to fear is gonna is gonna damage the Jets' confidence right
1: out of the gate. I really don't think that. It's it's a winnable game. It's a game that we should be competitive, and of course, football gods, sports gods they couldn't write it up any better Uh, that Mm -hmm. week one we faced the quarterback that was supposed to be our franchise savior has now been exiled as a failure whether it was the coach and whether his own development he failed he fell flat on his face and after being written off as a New York Jets savior he's now coming back wearing Carolina colors and uh, well let's wait until the worst and best case scenario of our predictions but why couldn't it have been at least the second or third week? Why do we have to start nah, the season with the rookie quarterback against? Sam let's Donald. do it, man.
0: Let's do it. Let's just get it out of the way. And, you know, I notice patterns. I, I pick up on little things. So not many people have mentioned this, but it's just, it's serendipitous that, 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 Sam Darnold will never, even after his first game away from the Jets, will never have played an NFL game that didn't involve the Jets. That's just that just freaking that just bugs me out. That's you know to use an 80s term. It bugs me out. And it's, it's just it's, it's incredible amazing. Coincidence, so it.
1: It's just hysterical.
0: What did you do? Did you just drop
1: your microphone? I did.
0: <laughs> All I heard was <laughs> sounded like a like a like a Star Trek uh, sound effect. All right. That's a good segue into what we think is going to happen this week. So you want to go first? Let's do a little – let's do worst case first. What's the worst case? And, you know, this is the Jets, so it could be really, really,
1: really worse. Look, to me, worst case scenario is – obviously, it's Sam Darnold. We all want to have a good showing. But to me, the worst case scenario this week is losing by two touchdowns plus. Uh, Would I be surprised if the Jets lose? No, you can't be because – All I know is that I don't know what we're going to get from the Jets. There's excitement, but there's too many question marks, too many young guys. To me, the worst case scenario is to completely lay an egg. And that won't be the worst thing possible because, again, going back to the theme that I'm stuck on today, rookie quarterback, first career start, uh, not really overwhelming weapons around them. So is there a possibility of Zach Wilson having a game of like uh, 180 yards and two picks, one fumble, or even three picks? Yeah, it's possible. But for me, the worst-case scenario is that uh, Sam Darnold looks like Joe Montana in his prime, takes <laughs> yep. advantage of the very questionable Jets secondary, and Carolina wins by something like 31-7, 31-10.
0: Yep. Well, I yeah, I mean, wor- worst-case for me, if you're going worst-case worst case is that it's both of those things is that Wilson looks absolutely terrible. The jets fall apart. They can't protect them. He's, he's throwing picks. He's, you know, you know, six for 22 with, with 73 yards and, 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 you know, a uh, 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 you know, three interceptions, whatever the case may be, he gets sacked four or five times. The jets are just terrible. Sam Darnold looks like like you said Joe Montana in his prime Tom Brady in his prime or any of those guys and you know has a 350 yard you know he's 22 for 26 with with 300 yards four touchdowns he he runs for another 60 yards he makes the Jets look absolutely foolish and then not only do we sit around and have to deal with that but then we will it will take weeks for people to shut the fuck up about letting Sam Donald go and sure going for Zach Wilson because go. for That's one so game yeah should have never let him go. See, we told you this. Blah blah blah. It was just Adam Gase. That to me is the worst case scenario. Is having to listen to that for for who knows how long, forever. I guess for, the, for four more years until they play Sam Donald again. That's that's the worst case for me. So the realistic worst case is that you know is that Donald has a decent game. That uh you know that um Wilson does not have a very good game. Jets lose by you know you know twenty seven to twenty seven to six, twenty seven to ten, something like that and uh, you know so that that for me there's the nightmare and then there's the worst case so i think the worst case is, is that you know they lose by a, a couple of touchdowns maybe more and uh you know we just we just start to have a lot of questions about what the team's going to look like
1: yeah th- yeah that's uh, no argument there worst case scenario is basically the wheels fall off and the rookie quarterback plays like a rookie quarterback Uh, The defense looks suspect and gets beat deep. gives up a couple of plays without making any turnovers. So, yeah. But to me, it's just exactly walking away from the game, almost shell-shocked of what the fuck just happened. The guys just, the moment was too big. The lights were too bright. And we got absolutely smoked. That's the worst-case scenario for me for week one.
0: All right. So, Kristen McCaffrey. Now, this guy has been an absolute monster for a couple of years, he's got Sam Donald there now, obviously, I mean, it's impossible that he doesn't help. You know, he doesn't at least make Sam Donald's life a little easier, but I also in one of my leagues had the number one pick and I was wavering on taking Dalvin cook because of Sam Darnold being in there. Plus my luck, you know, he's going to get hurt, whatever else. So with all of that said, all of my negative whining, what does Kristen McCaffrey do to the jets with that terrible secondary and you know,
1: a couple of guys out on the line and from the pass rush, what happens? uh you brought up the x factor to me when healthy probably one of the if not the most versatile most explosive and dangerous offensive player in the nfl arguably i'm not saying definitively but arguably he can be in that conversation uh week one you know he's gonna show up healthy i expect him to have an mvp type game um probably something in the range of 150 to 160 combined yards and uh two touchdowns the guy's just an absolute weapon like you said he's gonna he's gonna be the sole reason like if he doesn't make Sam Darnold noticeably better just to the naked eye forget the stats forget looking deeper if if McCaffrey just being there doesn't make Darnold noticeably better wow there's a big problem uh but yeah that's that's the guy that I'm kind of uh Looking out to see as the main culprit of making this a miserable Sunday for me and the Jets, I see him as being the absolute X factor, looking like an MVP, and taking advantage of suspect uh, in defense from the Jets.
0: Yep. Okay. Here, now let's go with the best case, and we'll we'll get to the realistic case last. That's the that's the that's the one, obviously, where we're making a prediction. Best case
1: scenario: Jets Panthers go. Look to me, the best case scenario is a win. I don't care if it comes in a shootout 49-47. I don't care if the Jets get a safety late in the fourth quarter and win the game 2-0 while Zach Wilson looks like absolute dog shit. To me, nothing helps build confidence for a new coach, for a young quarterback, like wins. Nothing at the end of the day matters, whether if it's ugly, whether if it's dominant. A W is a W, and you take it every which way. You learn, you move on, but you have a win. So to me, the best-case scenario for kind of just to cross it off the list, forget asking how long is it going to take Salah to win the first game in New York. Oh, is Zach Wilson capable of handling the pressure in New York? Let's answer all those questions whether we have to gut it out, whether we have to lock into it, or if by some reason we end up straight up dominating the game. A W is the best-case scenario when we're talking with a rookie quarterback making his first career start. I believe that's like the 17th time I referenced that line in this podcast, but (laughs) that's how I feel. A W w by any means necessary. What about you?
0: Uh, Well, before before I get to it, you'll laugh at this. You said you don't care if they they win a shootout 49-47, and I'm thinking, wait a second, 49-47 is a weird score. So I just went and found a site that's got every score, that's ever happened in an NFL game, how many times it's happened. And 49-47 has never happened in the history
1: of the NFL. How about that? Hey, listen, I know my numbers. If I'm going to go wild, I'm going to go really wild and throw something. <laughs> go really big or go you. home.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see. My, my best case is the exact opposite of what I said was my worst case. So I'll give there's the nightmare scenario. Here's the dream scenario. Zach Wilson has a monster game. He looks great. He, you know, he studied the Panthers all week. He picks them apart. The defense comes to play because they're motivated. Sam Darnold looks like absolute dog crap. So we don't ever have to hear anybody say we should have kept him. And the Jets win. You know, let's let's. I'm not gonna go crazy with a you know a huge win, but let's say after all of that, the Jets win. You know, twenty to ten. You know, some kind of low scoring game. I don't think the Jets win a shootout because I think their defense will fall apart. And I don't know that that if, if the Panthers start pinning their ears back and, and running in on Zach Wilson, that, that the Jets will be able to hold up. So I'm going to say that if the Jets win, it's a hard fought game and they, and they win a fairly low scoring game, 20 to 10, 20 to 13, 2016, something like that. That's my dream scenario because it satisfies both is Wilson looks big and Donald looks bad. And it's not that I want to root against Donald, but against the Jets, I do not want him to look good. So my more, realistic form of a of a best case scenario is that you know i don't think sam donald i'm not Sam i don't think the jets are are in a position to stop sam donald even though i don't think he's that great i think he'll probably have a pretty good game so i think my my best case scenario in that sense is that is that we have a an entertaining game both quarterbacks play well uh, and the Jets win, of course, because if it's a best case scenario, I have to come away with a win. And, and the Jets win the game, and you know Wilson shows that that he belongs in the NFL. I don't expect big things, but I think he shows he belongs in the NFL. Throws a couple of touchdowns, gets some of these players involved, and um, you know, and the Jets, you know, the Jets come away with a with a pretty solid, um, you know, I would say if the Jets win the game, they they, they kick some ass. So just come away with a pretty solid ass kicking and win the game. 24? 25- 21, 23, let's, let's get a field goal, a couple of field goals in there, 23 to 20, something like that. That that would, i say, my best case scenario.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take that in a heartbeat. And obviously oh, yeah. now I want to hear your realistic, your actual prediction that you're going to sign off on for this week.
0: Okay. Realistically, I think, um, I think the Jets' secondary is terrible. It's going to depend completely on whether they can get a pass rush. And I'm not sure that they can. Now, how much of the X factor? because you saw what 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 did Solid do for the 49ers last year? He lost all his big players and they still put up, you know, pretty decent defense. They weren't great, but they put up much more than you would think they would. So I think realistically the Jets struggle on defense, uh, I think they probably play better than we expect them to, but I don't think they're able to, to hold it up all game. I think Darnold has a pretty good game because he's going to be better prepared. He can't be less prepared than he was with the Jets, so he will be prepared. He's got, the, the you know, if not the best weapon in the league, he's certainly got a much, much better weapon than he ever even sniffed here. Uh, he's got weapons on offense in general. Um, I think realistically the Jets look pretty decent. They lose fairly handily, I think is realistically, I think the Jets probably lose something like, you know, 24 to 16, 20, 27, 17, something like that. They lose by double digits, I think realistically. And, um, and, I, but I, I think the Jets show some signs. I don't think they they have enough talent right now, especially on on the defensive side of the ball to really show much, but we know football well enough not to just look at the surface, and I think that we will come away from the game encouraged that, that you know, as they as time goes on, they will get more pieces and build upon whatever foundation that they've laid.
1: Wow, we really see it very similar to start the season. I um, The prediction I'm going to submit and sign off on is going to be Carolina Panthers 24, Jets 17. I think the Jets are going to have the last possession and just going to fall short. Like you, I I see Sam Darnold falling somewhere in between. He cannot be as bad as he was in the Jets. He's not going to be great. I think the Jets' questionable secondary will allow him to make a couple of big plays. Uh, and the, the presence of Christian McCaffrey, can not uh, you can't overstate the importance of that. I think the Jets' lack of experience, lack of explosive plays, um, it's just going to show itself. It's just going to show that what I expect to see is a project that's still moving in the right direction and by no means a finished product versus Carolina, which is closer to a finished product, whether it's a good finished product, a great finished product or something above just above average. We don't know, but I think it's going to be good enough to put away the Jets, especially if the game is close. I think the experience of the Carolina Panthers uh, and they, just the having more experience in their roster and having that uh, MVP caliber guy in McCaffrey will uh, will be the difference. So I think Carolina, not in the blowout. I think it's going to be a comfortable win, not one of those where it's back and forth and they have to score in the fourth. I think it's going, be, it's going to be comfortable enough where the Jets get a score in the fourth, make it a one possession game, but ultimately fall short themselves.
0: All right. Well, we will see. Sunday night, uh, we can uh, get back on track with our tradition of, of recapping the game Sunday, possibly Monday night. Does that uh, sound like a like a
1: good idea to you? That absolutely sounds amazing. But before we let you go, I do have yeah, one yeah, more yeah. question for you. Give me a rough guesstimate of stats for Zach Wilson and Sam Darnold when Sunday's okay. game is done.
0: All right. Um, I think Sam Darnold will not throw as much because he's got McCaffrey there. Um, if he does throw, it, I think there'll be a lot of short ones out of the backfield. I think he probably goes long a couple of times with, you know, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. Um, so I'm going to say Darnold has a solid but not spectacular game and then you know a lot of it's on McCaffrey. So I say Donald throws for 262. Um let's say he's uh he's 17 for for 26, you know, 17 for 24, 17 I'm going to go 17 for 26 in fact. Let's write this down. Let's make it interesting. Hold on. That's what we'll start to do. Okay. Mac. Darnold will be 17 for 26. 262 yards with two touchdowns, one INT, and he's going to rush for 71 yards. I think he's going to have a decent day on the ground because he's got weapons to kind of do it for him. Zach Wilson, I think, is going to have a middling game. I do not think he will have a great game. I don't think he'll be terrible. I think he's going to be. I think they're going to run the ball a lot. You know, I don't think they're going to let him throw more than 20. 20 times maybe unless unless they you know they're getting killed so i'm gonna say zach wilson's gonna be uh 19 for no that's too much i'm gonna say 14 for 21 with uh, 192 yards one touchdown one interception and let's i don't i he i mean he's pretty mobile let's let's call it 29 yards on the ground
1: okay uh and the last question is um not just from the Jets, but from the game in general, who is uh, walking away as the game MVP in your eyes?
0: <laughs> this is the Jets, so of course Darnold's going to walk away with the MVP. But if I'm not going to be Mr. Same Old Jets Dark Starter guy, I think it's got to be McCaffrey. I think McCaffrey will take a lot of the pressure off Darnold. He's going to, you know, you, you had said he'd go for 160 combined, which I I, I think that's good. I, I think that's pretty accurate. I think he might go for 100 on, and, and, you know, Um, receiving, you know, he might catch 10 balls for a hundred yards out of the backfield. Uh, You know, who knows how much he runs for? I think the Jets run defense is pretty good, but I I don't know what they could do. So I'm going to say McCaffrey. So I'm going to say McCaffrey and repeat.
1: What about you? I also think McCaffrey is going to be the game MVP, possibly two touchdowns. I also, like you, see him uh, having more yards through the air, through those little screen passes done on the ground. But combined, 160, 170, and I'm going to put him in for two touchdowns and a clear game MVP. As far as the quarterbacks, uh, okay. Sam Darnold, I see having an above-average game. I'm going to say he's going to go 19 for 28. Uh, I see him somewhere in the low 220s, so let's say between 220 to 230 as far as the yardage goes. And I'm going to put him in for two touchdowns, one INT. Solid enough game against the defense that will allow him to not look like a total piece of garbage. As far as our rookie stud, Zach Wilson, I see him going... "Hmm." Like you, I think is going to be a little bit more of a controlled offense, not put them in positions to really fail, try to protect them, but especially if the Jets go behind, they'll let him throw a little bit. And you know what? Let's, let's let him be a quarterback. Even if he makes mistakes, let's take the training wheels off and let him be an NFL quarterback. I'm going to say he's Please. going to complete 13 of 24 passes for 190 yards, one touchdown, and two INTs.
0: Okay you you want to throw any kind of rushing predictions in on either of them i uh
1: i actually see it reverse from you i think uh i think Darnold is going to be somewhere in the low 20s to maybe 30 rushing yards because he has that fantastic weapon even when he scrambles behind a line of scrimmage uh he will find mccaffrey i think zach wilson being a young quarterback maybe not as patient to go through all his progressions it's going to be a little bit more of antsy to run especially if plays break down I'll put him at 65 to 60, uh, 65 to 70 yard range on the ground.
0: Okay. Um, you know, despite that last one with, the, with the yards on the ground, we, we, we have somewhat similar ones. You have Donald at, at 19 of 28. I have him at 1726. It's just two more passes, both completed. Um, we both have him at two TDs, one interception. You have, you have less yards, which is probably more realistic based on the amount of times I have him throwing. Um, we have Wilson somewhat similar, too. We both have him at 190. I have him at 192. Uh, we both have him. Well, you, you have him a little bit less of a um, completion percentage than I do, but we both have him at one touchdown. We both agree he's going to throw a touchdown. We uh, I mean an interception, excuse me. You say two a uh, McCaffrey MVP. So once again, we can't even freaking predict things without agreeing with each other. It's a little sickening, mm. but whatever it's dude. coming.
1: it's coming. let's let's get a couple of games under our belt. Let's okay. see what the team is really all about. And uh, I think the debates will start. But for week one, I think we see it pretty similarly, but God damn, I'm excited because the games are gonna count, and I cannot I fucking wait.
0: I can't wait either. i'm I'm very excited, yeah, you know, I got like got the kids, so I'm gonna drive them home and, uh, you know, make sure I'm back here by one pm so I can watch. And uh, that'll wrap it up, my friend. Good to talk to you as always. Um, enjoy the game. Uh, what are you doing for the game? Anything? You stay home.
1: Uh, I'm home. Uh, actually, my three-year-old twins, who just turned three, are going to get their first introduction of uh, watching a little bit of Jets on TV. Let's uh, nice. let's start developing the next generation of Jet fans.
0: Yes, yes. Set them up for a lifetime of heartache. It's a beautiful thing. Can't write right along like my father to me, Thanks, Dad. <laughs> uh, other than that.
1: Enjoy the game. Let's hope they give us something positive
0: to talk about again. I look forward to reading. I think it's on Sunday or Monday. It might be more entertaining if they give us something to be angry about, but whatever the case may be, I will talk to you uh, about the game at some point, my brother. Have a good one. Enjoy the game.